Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Subject to Change with myself, your host, Jordan McCabe. Today, we have a great sit-down with Sharif O'Neal, and we're going to get to that. But before we do, I wanted to take a moment and touch on what's going on right now around the country and around the world. Me and Sharif sat down before Memorial Day, so I didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I just wanted to say, first and foremost, rest in peace to George Floyd, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, rest in peace to Ahmaud Arbery, rest in peace to the long list of names that shouldn't have come before them. It's disheartening to think that we had to lose any lives at all in order to sit down and have this conversation, but we're here now. And it's just that, it's a conversation, it's not an argument, because there's no argument for racism. Racism is no longer tolerated in this country. It's sad that it had to take this long, but like I said, we are here now. And change starts with us. So I encourage you, whether you're part of the unaffected group or the directly affected group in society, that you stay listening, stay learning, and stay active in whatever that means for you. Because like I said, here in this community, change starts with us. So stay safe and God bless. And let's get back into the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is episode seven of Subject to Change with Jordan McCabe, uh, the podcast, everybody's favorite podcast. And everybody has a podcast nowadays, but the reason you listen here is because this is the one that's hosted by a collegiate athlete and we're barely even allowed to do this. So that's the reason that you tune in and we bring in the best guest, baby. Sharif O'Neal is in the building. Insert clap. Sharif, thanks for coming on, bro. How you been, man? How you been? It's It's been a weird time, quarantine. And, and you're are you out in L.A. right now? Nah, I'm quarantined in Florida right now. I went to my dad's house because he has a he has a court here, so we took advantage and got out here while we could, so we could stay on top of things. Miami area. It's uh in Orlando, about three hours away from Miami. But yeah, it's it's we haven't gone down to Miami. We just been in the house. That's it. It's weird, isn't it? It's crazy. It's feel like it feels like we're in a movie. Uh, <laughs> it's it's real. Some some bird box type stuff going on right now. Weird. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's crazy, bro. What do you uh what have you been up to though in terms of everybody's got their daily routine? What's your daily routine look like? Um, well, I sleep in as much as possible. You know, I try to make these days go by fast. A lot of a lot of modern warfare. Spend about half the day on that. Uh, eating, of course. I, I really don't leave the room. I'll sleep, play video games, go hoop, eat, and then that's it, what I do every day. And I'll, I'll scroll through social media for about an hour before I go to sleep, and then I'll, and I'll be out. I do that every single day. You're, uh, you're, 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 pretty, you're pretty prevalent on social media. Those of you that aren't following Sharif, go jump on, on pretty much any social. But one one in particular you uh your activity on twitter has been you know heightened during this quarantine you've been uh you've been getting after it with twitter want to talk about uh what was her name you shot at somebody what was her name you want to talk about it look <laughs> go ahead <laughs> um are you talking about tinashe yes exactly who i'm talking about uh, you know, I, I saw Tyler Harrow shoot this out on Twitter. I ain't going to lie. And then I was like, it works. So I was it like, works. you know, 
Harrell's pulling. I'm gonna pull. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna pull too, and I tried it. I it didn't work, but I got I got the blue heart. Yeah, you know the blue heart. No, it don't mean nothing. But I got hold the on, blue heart. On. That was she enough. Responded. She said. She said the blue heart. Yeah, she gave me back a blue heart. That's a make in my book. That's what I said. I mean, I she I didn't know she was that much older than me though. I th- think she's about like seven or eight years older than me. So I was like, all right, but a blue heart, that's good. Hey, blue heart, that you all that means is you got a foot in the door, my man. That's all you need too, yeah. right? For real. <laughs> I'll stick with the blue heart. Yeah, man, that's crazy. You know, you and you and Tyler are doing it, you know, over social media. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a salt of the earth guy. I'm a old school dude met my girl just walking down the street but hey you gotta you gotta get it how you live i see both of you out here trying to figure it out i love it i love it man that's good stuff that's good stuff uh what have you been up to lately give us a give us a life update man um just you know coming back from my surgery still you know just trying to gain on my way back that's probably been the most the first, the thing I've been doing like the most is trying to get back in shape, yeah. and uh, I had heart surgery in 2000 December, like the couple days before it was 2019. It was like maybe December 13th. Now it's I like after my surgery I was about 184. I say now I'm about 233. That was you last time. What after your surgery? I went from I stuck before the surgery I was 220. When I got home from the surgery, I was 184. Bro, I'm one. I'm 184, sturdy dad bod, but I'm five nine. You're you're six foot what? I was I was six ten, one eighty. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy! And, and you're up to two thirty now, two thirty plus. Yeah, I'm two thirty, trying to get up to about two forty, and then I I feel like I'll be good at that at that weight. So. Now I feel like, but I felt like after my surgery, I, I got more athletic, faster. You know, I just, I was uh, playing when I play at UCLA. I, I felt like my body was more mature than it was when I was playing before my surgery, and I just felt stronger. And one big difference I felt I could breathe way better when I played. Like I, I, I didn't notice it in high school because I didn't know I had a heart problem, but yeah. I would always be tired. Like I just would be tired out of nowhere. And when I got with surgery and I'd play after in the Drew League and at UCLA, I was like, I, I felt like I could breathe like way better and I could run way longer and just, I felt the difference. Yeah, no doubt. How was the, how was the Drew League out there? I mean, you, you spent most of your time fun. in LA. How was that? It was real fun. You know, we had a new team. It was our first year uh, with Brandon Jennings, with KJ Martin. It was, it was real fun. You know, the, being in LA, I feel like, if you're from LA, you gotta play in the Drew League. You know, the whole city comes out to play, and it's just it's cool. Like everybody in the Drew League is kind of local, and then there's some NBA guys who come. But it's just it's kind of like a city thing. It's real cool. So you did you grow up in LA? Yeah, I I moved a lot. I grew up. I was born in LA, then I moved to Miami in about '04 when my dad played for the Heat. Then I went to Phoenix, and then. He came to Orlando for a little bit after Phoenix while he was um, – when he went to Cleveland and Boston, and then we just moved back to L.A. and then with my mom. So, yeah, yeah. I moved a lot. Who, what are your – you know, that I find your life's interesting. It should be a show. It, it, it has been a show, you know. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, 
I sit here thinking, like, who, like, your early basketball experiences, who do you remember, like, walking in the gym, seeing, do you have any, like, moment where, like, you maybe take for granted who you were just always around and stuff like that? Yeah, I actually, I've actually always wanted to talk about this. Nobody's ever asked me a question like that, so. Well, I'm here, baby. It's my, my whole life. I didn't realize till like, last year and, like, last year, I was, like, I was talking to my older brother. I'm like, bro, do you realize, like, the stuff we used to just be around and we would just walk past like it was nothing because we didn't really, we didn't really, like, look at it like that. And, like, it was just, it was times where, like, we, we would be at school and my dad gets off, gets off the, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers bus. We're in L.A. While he's on the Cavs, they get off the bus. He comes into our class. He, like, checks us out of school early. We get on the bus with the Cavs. LeBron's our favorite player. We're sitting next to LeBron on the bus. We're driving to their practice, and then we're just – we're, like they're, – they're having, like, a shoot-around, and we're just in there playing with the whole Cavs team. And then LeBron, we're playing one – we're two-on-one against LeBron. He, like, throws it over – he throws it over me, and he basically clears my little brother and, and, and dunks it. So, like, that's just one – that's just one moment that happened a long time ago. And just, like, a lot of special moments with Kobe – and Michael Jordan, I got to meet Michael Jordan a few times. So it's just like, I, at first I didn't really realize it because I was like, oh, these guys are my dad's friends. But then I'm like, these people are some of the most influential people in the whole, the whole wide world, and they influence me and some of my favorite players. So, like, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. That, that's, that's dope, bro. That's really dope. I mean, I grew up, I grew up in Kakana, and uh, – you know, I used to hoop with this kid named Timmy. He had, like, six fingers. He could shoot it, though. But, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty much the same type of deal. I mean, he could – he had a little something to him, bro. Timmy Timmy could go. But, I mean, LeBron, I mean, it's, it's all right. It's cool. That's – bro, on a serious note, that is maybe the wildest thing that you just, like – I got picked up out of school, and, like, if I got out of school early and got ice cream, it was lit. You got picked up out of school and went and sat by LeBron. Like, whole different game, game with you, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. You uh, you mentioned Kobe though. Uh, you know, rest in peace to a to an uh, absolute legend. And this is the first time that I've ever you know gone on record and even spoke about it. You know, at length. Uh, but I'm not gonna do any of the speaking here. I want you to, you know, I, I know you've probably been asked about it and, and poked and prodded, but you know, what did – I can't even think of any other question to ask you, but what did he mean, you know, to you when he was here? Um, Just – it was – he was he was there. He's been around since I was born, you know. Like, my him and my dad, they were best friends in that year and I was born. And he basically watched me grow up from since, since then and kept in contact with them for a very long time. And people always thought that him and my dad had problems with that. Just it, well, that wasn't the case at all. It just like you know how the internet is; they kind of push everything times a thousand. Like they, we, we would see him all the time. He would still call, check in, and people, everyone else in the world thought they had they had beef, but that was that was never the case. And he was just like we. I called him uncle. I call a lot of people uncle, but like to him, it actually it actually meant something because he was there when I was born and him and my dad had such a, a great bond and he had a great bond with us and he was always looking to help us he'd go watch my sister play all the time because you know he's he's big on he's really big on girls basketball and he was recruiting my sister to play for um for team mamba so 
he he was just always looking to make sure we were at our our best even though he didn't have to he was one of he texted me maybe 2 months before my surgery almost like he checked with me weekly until I want to say until I got back to basketball and he'd always be like how are you doing today what's the update how are you feeling now what's your weight at make sure you do this make sure you do that like it was like he was always like there for me and that meant a lot and you know it 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 struck the world when when people heard that news so i mean it just it it took a big blow on me and you know kind of i was kind of i still kind am kind of numb to it just doesn't feel like it's it's real i don't want to live in a world where i say that kobe bryant isn't alive it just doesn't even sound right and it just that's it just took a big blow on my family you know I, I wasn't around my dad when it happened i was actually in the car with josh and then we just we went to the closest spot it was my mom's house that we were uh near and we just both just got that's the only like emotional moment i ever had with josh I've, that's been my best friend for a long time but that's like the real emotional moment we had we just all cried the whole house cried and it's just it makes it worse cuz that day my sister's team was playing Gigi's team like literally that morning. We were we were all supposed to go watch this big game. Championship game of the tournament. Team Mamba's playing my sister's team. Me and Josh were literally driving to the game. My mom calls and she tells us like they canceled all the games. They said that Kobe has passed away in a helicopter crash and then that's just when like that whole day that I'll remember I'll remember that day for the rest of my life. It was just a, a insane day. But yeah. No, man, that's no, I appreciate you, you know, sharing that. And I know a lot of people who are viewing and, and listening in right now appreciate and know that that's not, you know, that's not something easy to easy to talk about at all. But it seems it seems very consistent with the stories that you hear from different, you know, people about Kobe. And, you know, my only story that I have, um, I was lucky enough to go out you know, and I didn't have a personal relationship as you did. And you really get to see who he is as a person. But in 2011, I went to the all-star game and uh, I remember, you know, being back around, I'm meeting all these players. And I remember Thursday, I believe. So the start all-star weekend or Friday, that first day, um, I got a chance to meet Kobe and he signed, you know, some stuff for me. It was at some like T-Mobile event. Um, and he was there, signed some stuff, and we talked. I mean, he sat there and talked to me, you know, uh, for probably, you know, five, ten minutes, which is an eternity for a guy like that. And, you know, that was dope. But then all of a sudden, Sunday comes around, the game's there, and I'm in the back tunnel. And, I mean, shoot, I was, I don't know, 12 years old, white kid with the same buzz cut I got. Now I look like every kid, like, ever. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not expecting him to pick me out of the crowd. I'm walking through the back tunnel. And I'm like looking up and actually Braun passed this way and Kobe was coming the other way. And he kind of grabbed my arm like that. And he was like, how'd you like, he's talking to me about the game and stuff like that. You know, he just, to, it speaks volumes about the kind of person he was and, you know, the basketball world in general is going to miss him. But you said he was doing a lot for, for, for women's basketball and girls basketball at a youth level, right? Yeah, he is. He's, I know uh, Gigi, she was, she was an insane player. I never, I, I never got to see her play in person because that, that was going to be my first time. But I, the videos I saw, she was an insane player. But I mean, I just, I know he was pushing girls basketball really heavy, and I, I, I like that because my both of my sisters 
place. So, so I mean, I, I told my sister, I told my little sister, I said, you got to be the next one to, to bring this to the next level. You know, I, I was like, you're, she's about 6'2", and she's 13 years old. I'm like, you you're, you could be the, the next big thing. And she right. practices with us all day, so I'm, I was like, you got to be dominant. So I just told her to start taking over. Yeah, that, that was the biggest thing, you know, for my sister when she was playing and stuff. I would always tell her, like, you work out with me, and then, you know, you're always playing one-on-one, you know, versus boys uh, and older, older boys, you know, that you might get – you know, beat up on, you know, in the beginning. Uh, but, you know, then you go to school and at recess, you're making, you know, boys in your grade cry because you just busted their ass, you know, in one-on-one. That's my favorite stories to hear. But, yeah, man, she's uh, she's going to be a killer, your sister and stuff. I'm excited to see that because women's basketball definitely – like, have you noticed a, a swing, um, you know, in this, you know, eyeballs are starting to go towards women, ba- women's basketball more. Yeah, yeah, and it's, they're very deserving of it. They're more than deserving of it. What's your take on all that? Oh, uh, I love it. You know, I, I see, I, I love seeing, I seen a video of a, I think it was a girl in middle school dunking. I'm like, I'm like, this is what I want to see. Like, so, I mean, I tell everybody, I, my little sister's 13. I seen her beat one of the kids that was on my varsity team in high school one-on-one. So I tell people that girls can really hoop and they can really shoot. Yeah, no, they, they can they can play and they're they're starting to, you know, feel this swing, this momentum. And people, you know, when when everything did happen with Kobe, I, that was, you know, one of the things that hurt me the most was you saw how involved he was with women's basketball and where it was going. But I think, you know, he gave it, you know, the boost that it needed. And, you know, people are starting to really – really take notice but yeah man so we talked about talked about your sister now we talked about uh you know pops a little bit and everything everybody knows Shaquille O'Neal and uh and his story but t- tell me a, b- a little bit about your other brothers walk me through that um my older brother he everyone thought that we us two were going to be the, the hoopers in the family you know he was really good at, at a young age and I was just the one I was supposed to follow along. My Shakir, he was a, a baby, so nobody kind of knew. And he was always—he was kind of a fat kid, so no one <laughs> thought he was gonna gonna hoop. So, uh, but me and Miles, we we used to we used to really go at it. Like it was it was personal between us. Like who who wanted to be the best basketball player growing up? And and when high school came, he 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 started to become more of a, a fashion guy. Like everyone was like always commenting his style and all that. And he, he has a different dad, so he's not as tall. Everyone always asks why he's he's not as tall. He has a different dad. And uh but I don't I don't call him my half brother. I never have even uh referred to him as my half brother. Like he grew me, he he's living with my uh my mom's and my dad uh treats him like it's his own. And he he just he just start he started to become a model and at first like the modeling days he would just post Instagram pictures and all that. And then he got picked up by an agency, and now he's doing runway shows with, like, Dolce Gabbana, and he does Fashion Week, and he, he just walks the runway. So he, he's grown, so he's living his own life. He lives, he lives a good life of going to Italy and partying during Fashion Week, and he, he DJs a little bit. Like, that's, that sounds cool. And then Shakir, he, he's, been, he's been hooping. He just had a big growth spurt. He's about 6'6 six, six now. He was about – Say about 
six foot last year. He grew a lot, and he's just – he's getting real good. So, yeah, I, I expect to see him a lot next year on, on social media. I know we'll, we'll get to your, your younger brother too because he's going to be, you know, a big deal on the, on the you know, prep hoop scene this year. People are going to be seeing him a lot uh, and, you know, deservedly so. You said he was a fat baby and he, and he slimmed out and he's ready to yeah. go kill people. <laughs> he's ready to go kill people this year. Uh, but going back to your, your older brother, Miles, you ever uh, – you said you've been to Fashion Week. You, have you ever been to Fashion Week? No, I wanted to go. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of far. And with basketball, you, you – I didn't have – I don't think I had enough off time to, to go because I was always training with my dad. And you seem like you would thrive at a Fashion Week. True or false? True. I feel like I could, I could really, like, show, show what, I, what I can wear. Like my style. You got style? I I think so. I don't, I don't really like dressing up, but I feel like I could put together like a, a, a cool little fit for the day. I just don't really like wearing jeans and all that. Just I just stick to some sweats and a hoodie and some shoes. Yeah, I mean, they do some different stuff out there in Italy and France and stuff. I, I would love to see a, a whole O'Neal family trip out to Fashion Week. Obviously, your, your, young, your older brother's killing it out there. I'm gonna have to make that happen. What would what would Pops wear? A suit. He's definitely gonna wear a suit and some some Toms. That's his favorite pair of shoes. Is some Toms. <laughs> that wears Toms. That's all he wears. He drives a Prius too. No, he drives a a F one fifty. He drives an F one fifty. A big uh, Shelby. I didn't even know they made Shelby F one fifties. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big Shelby. It's, it's a big man car. What, what, what can we? Uh, all right, I know whatever car you got right now. What car? What's the, what's the dream car? If, if your pops was F one fifty, what do you want to, what do you want to drive? Uh, probably the the Dodge Demon. That's a Hellcat, right? Yeah, Demon yeah. SRT. I'll probably do that. Or the Lambo truck is nice. I like that car. I've never been in one, but I, I like I, when I, if I ever see one, I know I like it. I like the pictures of it. Yeah, Lambo truck is nice. I want to get a I want to get a, a Tesla truck because they look so damn goofy. That's why. That's what I want. Teslas are fire. That one have the autopilot mode too. Yeah, yeah, it's got. I would assume so. I think all Teslas got that. I think they they like feed you and do all sorts of stuff in that damn car. But I would love. Did you see the video of when they unveiled the truck? No, I didn't. No, I didn't see it. Bro, they so it's like, a, it's like a it's like a Apple unveil, right? So you you have this like big stage and all these people are sitting out here. Been in a circle. Yeah, they spin it in the circle or whatever, and they stop. And like the big part of this Tesla truck is that it's supposed to be like indestructible, damn near, right? And the dude's like uh, saying something, you know, here's the new model Tesla truck that we're going to roll out this spring. And, uh, you know, some of the features are, you know, the, the, it drives itself, it's got a flat screen TV in it, you don't have to watch anything. You know, it, it cooks, you know, what a burger in the, in the, in the engine block and it's indestructible. And he takes a, it says bulletproof, the, 
the glass or something like that. And he takes like a rock and he's like five feet away. He just throws it at the window and the whole thing just shatters. The whole window just <laughs> Oh, that's bad. At that moment, at that moment, I knew I wanted a Tesla truck. Because if you're going to be that dumb on rolling it out, I want that. That's what I want. Elon, Elon Musk, that dude's that he's a different animal. Yeah. You hear you hear he's moving his stuff out of LA? Oh, I didn't know that. I I heard this what there's always rumors going around. I heard that, that he was like building a tunnel underground, something that you can only use if you have a Tesla. I didn't I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I watched uh I watched the Joe Rogan, Elon Musk thing, along with, you know, 5 billion other people. And he was talking about, um, you know, this tunnel system underneath LA. Like they just, the city just granted him permission to just go start digging tunnels underneath the entire city, which is nuts. But yeah, he's moving, he's moving out of LA. He's taking his factory because of this whole COVID thing. Um, mm -hmm. LA's got a bunch of restrictions and stuff. Uh, I can't remember where they said he was going to move it down to somewhere close either it was like Nevada uh New Mexico somewhere around there have you uh were you out there in LA when it got crazy um I left probably because they announced that they're gonna do mandatory lockdown and I would say I got out of there about a couple days before just grabbed a couple of outfits and left and I just didn't worry about the, the rest of the stuff I didn't know I didn't know what was about to happen I didn't know oh. like if this like the whole virus thing i didn't know how long it was supposed to go on for like what was going to happen so my dad called he's like me and shakir are in florida and he's like i don't want y'all to be stuck out there by yourself so then me and my brother are like all right let's just go out there so no that's that's smart that's smart you 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 went down to florida i actually did the same thing i just had to cross country cross country road trip that that mug i jumped in a car um, but yeah, man, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your decision. So you, you left UCLA, uh, and you're transferring to LSU, correct? Yeah, LSU. So obviously Pops went in, went to LSU. For those of you that don't know or been living under a rock, you know, get up out of there and, and, uh, and figure it out. But tell us what went all into that decision and, uh, what you're looking forward to about LSU other than the fact they have a live tiger running around campus, which is wild. I know. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, with, with LSU, uh, I, was, I was excited to announce that. At first, I was going to wait a little bit longer to announce, but, you know, during All-Star, I got put on the spot in an interview with Sports Illustrated, and I just kind of accidentally said it. No, he asked me the question, and I said it. Before I, before I announced it, like on Instagram and all that, I said it there. So then I, I told my mom, I was like, Mom actually just said on an interview, I got to say it right now. So then she's like, all right. <laughs> so I had to put out something real quick before before Sports Illustrated said it. So I, I, I didn't even mean to say that. But cause I was going to wait till after All-Star, but I, got, I just got put on the spot. So I, I'm, I'm glad with that decision. You know, they have been uh, supporting me even when, even when I was uh, doing my surgery and all that, like uh, all the LSU – players that went to school with my dad, they would all reach out to me. And just LSU fans, they just always treated me like a family, even though I wasn't at their school at first. They would always be rooting for me, and I, that, that's big. They had an, enough respect for my dad that they would respect me, even if I wasn't at their school. So then 
I felt like I had to show love after I announced my uh, my that I was transferring and I just felt like I could strive in that system. You know, I saw how Ben Simmons uh, did in that system and I knew a lot of kids on that team. And, you know, I kind of wanted to get away from L.A. a little bit, uh, you know, being there for a really long time. It's a lot of distractions out there. There's so much going on in that city. You know, I kind of just wanted to, to leave and I felt like Louisiana was a good place to go. And I, I, that school, they're really good at football. I've always wanted to go to, like, a live college football game like that. And I wanted to go to more of, like, a, a college town. You know, being in L.A., you, I mean, you could go to the UCLA game, but you could also drive 20 more minutes and see LeBron play. Or, like, you could, like, it's just – I want to go to, like, a, a place where the people come out to see us play. Like, just like just LSU. And I, I saw how their football team did. I went to a couple of basketball games. Their basketball games were insane, too. So I just love the, the atmosphere and the energy that the people in Louisiana give. No, that's that's great, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. And, you know, obviously that, uh, that system and program has been really, really good for players. You know, that kind of – you fit that same mold of. You were talking about Ben Simmons and other people. Um, you know, it's a, it's a run-and-gun system, but – I don't, I don't blame you, man, you know, trying to, trying to get out of L.A. for a little bit and, and you know, see the world. Uh, you know, I heard there's some weird stuff in L.A. I don't know anything about West Hollywood. You know anything about West Hollywood? You ever been there? Yeah, I know a lot about West Hollywood. Give me a description of West Hollywood in, like, few words as possible. Random. It's random? random the biggest word. Random and... It's just you just kind of don't know what could happen any day. It could literally rain. I don't even. I can't even explain like the amount of possibilities of things that could happen on in the whole hot like Hollywood area. Like first, there's one street where it's just people dressed up in costumes, and then when that's when it goes nighttime, like that street is just packed and this is all clubs. And when I say I, I went down to uh. Where did I have to go? I had to drive through to go to downtown LA, and I just drove through this area, and I don't even like driving through this area. There's a lot of police over there. There's a lot of drunk people. And I was at a light, and people are just throwing glass bottles at, the, at cars in the road when they're driving by. Like, there's just a bunch of people just throwing glass bottles. And that was, like, the most random thing i ever seen. And then you could go another day. It could be completely empty. You could go the next day. It's like people running in the street just doing whatever it's just it's just a lot goes on in the whole area of hollywood not even just west hollywood it's just really random yeah man that's that's different dude i've heard i've heard you can go down to west hollywood and and you can get legally like married to like a chili cheese dog a stop sign pretty much uh, any object yeah i mean that like i don't know it is a it is a strange place. LA is strange. So many like different types of people there. It's just all in one. It's just, I don't know. And and now you're going down to to the Bayou in Louisiana. You ever watch Waterboy? No, I've never you seen. Watch Waterboy. Water see, never man. I seen like clips of it, but I've never seen the full movie like start to end. I need you to. I need you to please go watch Waterboy for me. I'll watch it tonight. I don't have anything to do. I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> watch it tonight. 
I'm not saying every before everybody from Louisiana jumps on here saying that's not how we all are, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but Adam Sandler, I feel like, does a pretty good, you know, he's a football player-ish. He's actually a water boy, obviously, but uh, I want you to go watch that. Just just for the sake of you got to watch Waterboy. That you got you got any favorite movies? I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan. Uh favorite movies. Let's see. I think my all-time favorite movie for a long time. I don't know if this really counts as movies like a documentary kind of, but more than the game. You remember that? When, oh when, yeah. That, that's probably my all-time favorite like film I've ever seen. Uh, but I'm say like a real movie. Probably John Wick, the first one. When I seen that movie, I was like, I was like, this is one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. I've never seen John Wick. I heard the second one sucked though. Is that true? And there like four of them. How many other? A lot. It kind of it's kind of repetitive, but I mean, it's it's the idea is cool. Yeah, I I have to go watch that. But more than a game, I remember listening to listening to like Fifty Cent after watching that movie for like three weeks straight because I remember you know that scene where it like gets crazy. LeBron's yeah. got, like, Rolexes on. He's driving his Hummer and, like, <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. That's crazy, bro. What's going on, everybody? It's Jordan McCabe. Episode 7 is being filmed right now with my man Sharif O'Neal, uh, the newest LSU commit, and we are going to play a little game called Who's Who, and he's going to really give you an inside glimpse at the O'Neal family that everybody loves talking about and watching. So here's how it goes. I ask him some sort of trader activity. He tells me right off the top of his head who that relates to the most in his family. And number one is, we'll start easy. Who talks the most trash on the court? My dad. Your dad. All right. Shaq, uh, who is <laughs> in your family, you got a technical foul situation on the line to, to win the game. I'm guessing this answer is not the same as the first. Who shoot, who's shooting those free throws? Shakir's going to shoot those free throws. Shakir's hitting them? Yeah, he'll shoot those. We'll, we'll make him shoot those. Who's most likely to show up to a game with the wrong jersey on? Shakir. Shakir? Is he yeah. the goofball? He's the goofball, yeah, huh? He, he's the class clown. He's, he's like the, the house clown. He just, he, he's just a funny kid, naturally. He doesn't even try it, but he's just funny. Who's the biggest, who's the biggest internet troll in the family? My older brother, because he he said he claims since he doesn't play basketball and he's a grown man, he can say whatever he wants. So he'll he'll really he'll really go at people because we can't. People? Yeah, he'll really go at people because like we can't say because you know people are watching; they just want to see. But he's like, I'm I'm a grown ass man and I don't even play basketball. I already do this, I already do that, so I can say whatever I want. So he he's a real internet troll. Who's the who's the the most flirty? I, go ahead. Who's the most flirty out of your whole family? Uh Shakir. It's that it's that age, man. It's yeah, that age. It's definitely Shakir. It's it's he that age, him. man. Anything that's walking with a heartbeat, he might run up on it and you know hit on her for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a little. Older girls, the older girls still think you're like cute at that age, so so you yeah. can get away. He'll flirt with he'll flirt with any age. It don't even matter. <laughs> Oh, man, watch your moms around Shakira O'Neal. All right, so uh, um, who, who, would be the first, who would be the first to, like, quit hoops in order to be some kind of artist? 
Uh, my sister Mimi. Yeah. Yeah, she she can she can really really sing. She probably doesn't want me to say that, but she can really sing. I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not oh, saying that it's my sister, but she yeah. she's real strong. But she can really sing. She's really musically talented. So if she didn't do basketball, music could definitely be her thing. Oh man, that's crazy. That's dope. That's dope. All right, folks, that right there was who's who with the O'Neill family uh, being spoke upon by the one and only Sharif O'Neill. Join us next time on the next episode and find out what happens next. And uh, one of these questions in here was about Dennis Rodman. So I want to get back, you know, before we jump out of here. I know you you watched The Last Dance, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I did. What, what, what's, your, what's your take on, you know, the whole thing? Um, it shows you how bad Michael Jordan wanted to win and the stuff he had to go through. And the stuff his teammates went through, and I'm actually glad they put this out because I didn't. I had a lot of questions, and I used to ask my dad a lot of stuff because I know he knew. And I didn't know Dennis Rodman used to get that that lick, and then just come, then come to practice the next day and just and just go crazy. I didn't even know that. I knew he was. I knew people used to call him crazy, but I mean, I didn't think he was crazy. I don't think he's crazy if he could do that and come back and still get 20 rebounds like that's just how he is he's just built different he's, i mean he's different he is wired different the man left and went and did wwe middle of the finals yeah, not like you no know, regular season game they happen to be in dallas at the same time the wwe tour he flew out middle of game seven but man everybody needs or not game seven the finals everybody needs a dennis rodman am i right yeah who uh, who do you think, like, on your teams in the past or, you know, you have anybody close to that in terms of, like, in high school or, or now? Um, I would say Bull. Bulls is, nat- Bulls is naturally talented. He didn't even have to try. And I was just saying, like, Bull could literally – like, Bull, me and Bull used to work out a lot, but I feel like even if Bull didn't work out, he would still be the same exact player just because he's just, he's just naturally built different and just – you've seen Bull play. You know how, like, you just can't do nothing about it. He's yeah, going to – Yeah, gonna do he's, he's seven foot, 13 inches. And, you know, I used to – you know, I first saw him play and I wanted to, you know, feel like what that was like to be yeah. Bull. So I, like, got all my little cousins to come over. I lowered the rim down to, like, six foot. We started dunking on him. Like, just, you know, I feel like I wouldn't have needed to work out either if I was that tall. That, that props that's to him for working out. Yeah, that's what I told him. I'm like, bro, you're literally playing on an eight-foot hoop. Like, you're you're the – we're all little kids. You might run to someone close to your height. But – and when he jumps and shoots, he's – I don't even know how many feet in the air. Because he's already seven three, seven four, and he jumps. He's athletic. He's fast. And he can shoot. And dribble. So, like, it's just like he's just it's like a creative player. That's what I call him. Yeah, no, he, he is. I mean, he's he's next level in terms of build and, and not only build, but people just, you know, see how tall he is and then just forget how skilled he is. He's put yeah. he's put some serious time into the game, and that's, you know, really cool to see because you watch these guys who are, you know, gifted, you know, by God and given all these crazy things. But for him to take that and run with it, and really get in the gym. I know a lot of guys who, you know, are, are gifted in certain ways that, you know, seem to just kind of let that slide. But, you know, to see him doing what yeah. he's doing, it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting in the next few years. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, so with LSU and everything, what's uh, well, just you in general. What's the next next move here? What's the next uh, next thing that you are going to be doing? Your family's going to be doing? Or are you just hold up in Florida? Uh, we're just hold, we're just holding up in Florida, just trying to see when I can report down to school. Uh, trying to find a living situation out there where I'm going to stay on campus and all that. So I'm just kind of feel like I'm starting over the whole college process. You know, when you first get to your school and you're the new kid, you got to do summer training, summer classes, move in, all that. So I just kind of restarted. So that's what I'm just getting ready to do. My cousin's back home in LA right now, packing up my stuff for me and they're just going to send it here. And then I'm just, I'm going to just go to Louisiana from here. That's dope. You, you excited about that transition? Obviously, you know, it's kind of like a fresh start, right? Yeah, it is a fresh start. You know, I'm going to be living – well, my, my sister's going to be there. She's playing on the girls' team. But I'll basically be living alone. Well, not alone at school, but just without my parents there. And I feel like that would be good for me to kind of learn how to just grow up by myself and move around by myself for a little bit. So I feel like it will be good. And I won't really have them in my ear all day. And it's just – Kind of just like a fresh start. Yeah, no, that that's big time. And hey, like I said, there's a live Tiger run around LSU's campus. Have you uh, have you seen Tiger King? Did you watch that? Please tell me you watched I that. Watched Tiger King. All right, I need to say something about Tiger King because my dad was in it, and people were sending me Snapchats and texting me about it, asking me if I had tigers. We did not have tigers at the house. The tigers Here. were just. His name, they just literally just were like when people went to go see the Tigers, they'd be like, Oh, these are Shaq's Tigers. Like, he, like, they're just under his name just because he said he just wanted to like own Tigers. Like, people think we're like, we had Tigers, and that I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't even know he got a Tiger. I just, he just sent a selfie of him and a Tiger, and he's like, My new baby. And then, so you never met it, you never met any of these Tigers, none of these. I never met. What's his name? Joe Exotic. I never met. I never seen a baby tiger in my life. Did your pops? Did he meet Joe? I can't remember off the off the show. I don't remember why they showed him. I don't. I don't think he met Joe Exotic. I just remember he drove up to some place that he heard about. That he said some guy told him at the gas station that this place had baby tigers, and he was like, "Can I buy them?" And the guy said, "Yeah." So I think my dad went over there, and I think he actually just wanted to just see the tiger and take a picture with it, but. He's like, oh, I want to, like, put the Tigers under my name so I can say I own Tigers. So then he just – he, like, did that. So they just – they're just named, like, Shaq's Tigers. That's it. Okay, that makes sense. So they never actually, like, grew up with you. Like, he wasn't changing your diapers and, like, feeding the, the Tiger milk or anything like that. Nothing crazy. No, like, we – he literally saw the Tigers and they, like, put him under his name and then – I don't even know if he like just went. I just, I don't even know if he went back. I think he just wanted to say he had tigers, two tigers. That's, yeah. It sounds cool. Yeah, I mean. yeah, that's that's the most that's the most Shaq impulse buy I think I've ever heard in my life. Like in terms of what you would do, like a lot of people impulse buy you know random you know stuff at Target. He just got stopped in Oklahoma at a gas station and went and put his name on, on two tigers and put the cash down. I love it, man. I'm glad. I was going to go a different route saying stay as far away from that cage as you can. Don't piss any girls off down there because they have access, just like Carol Baskins did. We don't need anything crazy happening to my boy down there except, you know, going crazy for uh, for LSU, bro. 
That's that that's that's my only warning. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I uh I really appreciate you jumping on the show with us today. Um a lot of people are gonna be really excited to sit down and, and listen. Uh if you guys are out there listening right now, um in your cars or whatever, make sure to, you know, either shoot myself or Sharif or the show a message about, you know, what you thought of it, if you have any questions. Um and make sure you go spam him and tell him that he needs to you know, join us again, uh, round two, maybe sometime during the season. If I, uh, bring I'll out the whenever, bro, whenever you let me know, I'll do it. My man, I appreciate you, Sharif. And Hey, you know what? I don't know. This went pretty good for a first interview between people. I've met you before and we played, you know, in certain games together, but this is the yeah. first time we really got to actually talk. So, yeah. uh, you got the connections out there in LA you know, maybe one day we're we're running a show like you know Robin Big. You know, you need to you know gain bro, a little bit more weight, <laughs> and we'll base it right out of West Hollywood. You know, and and we'll yeah, we'll just film that. <laughs> and we won't we won't we won't do no basketball life outside of basketball, so people will really see what goes on in in LA. <laughs> Yeah, most of it's going to have to be censored if we do it out in West Hollywood. But man, I I, I really enjoyed sitting down and talking with you, my man. Thank you, bro. I, I I definitely want to come back and do it again. No doubt, no doubt. Well, everybody, there it is. That is episode seven, wrap up of uh, subject to change, and uh, very you know insightful guests about a lot of different things. So we got to got to talk to Sharif about his life and and how crazy it is. Uh, and you know, before we do sign off, me and Sharif uh, both want to reach out uh, to a special fan. Uh, his name is Ari, uh, and it is his birthday, and we just want to say happy birthday, Ari. Uh, much love from myself. And, Sharif, you can you can roll off that. Yeah, happy birthday, Ari. I heard you were a fan, bro. Ari is a cool name. I actually, I actually love that name, Ari. That's a hard name. And I appreciate the support, bro, and happy birthday. I hope you enjoy. Remember his birthday because you're in quarantine. It's going to be a good birthday to tell, to tell people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're going you're gonna to have that story for the rest of your yeah. life. Cause it's a whole lot of craziness out there, my man. But we appreciate you tuning in and listening to us and keeping up. You are you're the reason we do all this stuff, man. So, Ari, happy birthday. To everybody else out there, be safe. Stay safe. Uh, hit me up with uh, where we should go next, what direction we should be moving in, uh, and any other you know, question, comments, or concerns on the show. Thank you very much. Peace.